Very good. Here we go. I will not say that God is not good. Oh, dear. I will not say that God is not good. These words I found myself praying in the September of 2016. I was in a lot of pain at the time. I was sick. I was really sick, the kind of sick that's going to need surgery. I don't do surgery. I don't do hospitals. In fact, I don't even do needles. <laughs> I'm kind of one of those, you know, anxious, oversensitive types of people, yeah? <laughs> and I wasn't feeling super good about being sick and in a lot of pain, and I super wasn't feeling really good about needing to have some surgery. To make things even more interesting, I had to wait six months for my surgery because I wasn't critical enough and my condition could be managed with medication. Not very nice medication, but I could be managed. The thought of having to wait that long in the pain I was in every day wasn't my idea of how I wanted to spend the next six months of my life. Hmm. But I could pay for my surgery. And if I paid for my surgery, I could get in in a few weeks' time. The power of money, huh? <laughs> the trouble was, the money that we had available for us to use to pay for my surgery, I was hoping to use to have a, um, a book, a children's book that I had written, published. You see, I'd had all these hopes for 2016. My girls were now settled into full-time schooling as I had been homeschooling them for a season. And I'd been praying, well, God, what's next for me? What, where, would you, where do you want me to go next? You know, what's, what's next? And I really had felt like he'd said, Tony, I want you to focus on your writing. And so I had. I'd focused on my writing, and now one of my pieces of writing had had some attention. It had had some success, and we'd even had the money available for me to probably even turn that into a published book. And I was really hopeful that by the end of the year that that would be my story. But this, this sickness and this surgery, well, it was about to end all of that. And so here I was praying. I will not say that God is not good. I will not say that God is not good. Can you hear the tension in my prayer? Can you hear it in the language, the confusion? I will not say that God is not Good, why am I praying this? Well, hadn't I had some really big hopes for the year? 
And hadn't I felt like God had given me some direction, focus on your writing, and hadn't that writing had some success, that was pretty good. And we'd even had the, the money available for me to even take this probably into a published work. Surely God's good was with me, right? <laughs> but what had started out as a niggle in my throat had slowly become very serious and I was sick. And I had been for months by now. And after the surgery, I was probably going to be out of action for another six months just recovering. So what had happened to all of God's good? Well, I couldn't just come out and question God's good straight out, could I? <laughs> I mean, I'd been singing all the songs about his goodness since I was about five years of age, and I knew all of the verses. Well, I, I knew them. I knew my stuff. Hmm. But this wasn't what I defined as God's good. And that was my problem. My definition of God's good wasn't holding up to what I was experiencing and I was becoming unstable in that moment as I prayed. My actions were crumbling all around me like a building because my definition or my theology of God's good wasn't working for me in the circumstance that I was living through. My knowledge and my experience weren't having a very nice time together. My theology wasn't robust enough. And so here I was, Standing in tension, praying, I will not say that God is not good. So what do you do when the building isn't strong enough? Don't you tear it down and start again? So I'd like to welcome you this evening to my message in our newest kind of series titled, Building a Theology, and our subject area tonight is good. When one needs to rebuild something, it's often a really good idea to go right back to the foundations and just jolly start again. This way you can make sure that you do a really thorough job of checking for any construction errors. So back to Genesis 1, I went in the reconstruction of my theology of God's good. Remembering from last week that theology is our study of God and how we understand him. How God relates to us. And therefore how we then relate to one another. And this brings clarity worth, peace, and forgiveness into our lives. And if any of that seems a little unfamiliar, go back to last week's message. It was really good. It was really great at just explaining, you know, the foundations of theology. Um, good theology, it does really matter. So Genesis 1, are you ready? Here we go. 
In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. I really love this. I really love it. In the beginning, God created, as a not so much of an academic thinker, I really love this. The first thing God announces about himself in the beginning of the story is, hey, I'm God and I'm a creative. And I really love to create things. And don't we see all of that creativity throughout Genesis 1? You know, all the wonderful things, the wonderful, colourful things, the diverse things that you and I get to enjoy every day. And in each day, there's this declaration that is repeated over and over and over again. Genesis 1.10, and God saw that it was good. So here we have our first key foundation stone of God's Good. The created world is declared good. God, being a creative, created a creative work. Say that three times fast. Here we go. I'm going to try and do two things at once. Never good. Ask my children. He created the heavens and the earth. Masterpiece, aren't you glad I'm not good? And what was it that this created work was declared to be? It was declared to be good. Yeah. It was declared to be good. But there's something else going on with this creative work. Because we're told that God saw that it was good. Have you ever been to an art gallery and walked up and down observing and looking at the art? You can view the art in quite a casual way, can't you? You can sort of walk up and down making a very general declaration about the work. Oh, that's a good piece of artwork. Yeah, I quite like that piece. Or that, that's a good piece of artwork as well. Or that, mm, not so sure about that one. But that one's a good one. Quite like that one, yeah? But if you were to stop and actually take in a piece of art you would begin to notice a lot more detail about the work. You might begin to notice something about the colours the artist has chosen to use. You might begin to notice something about the brush strokes or the medium that they're working in. You might begin to notice the details, the expression, the, the movement, the light even. God saw what he had made and he didn't just declare that it was good like a casual, yeah, that's a good piece of artwork kind of thing. But he took the time to see the work and come to the conclusion that the sum total of everything that was in that creative work was good. So not only is good the foundation stone that's declared about God's creative work, but good is also the sum total 
of all the different things that together make up God's creative work. For God saw all that he had made and declared it all to be good. So he saw all, all, all the things that he had made and he declared all of them to be good. Now pieces of art by a creative are often an expression of the artist themselves because they come from within the artist, from what the artist sees or what the artist hears. In Luke 6, 45, we read, a good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. And an evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. And wasn't God's creative work spoken into being? From the good that was stored up within him? So if all of God's creative work was declared good, what must we now know about the artist that created it? That he is good. That he is good. And not only is God good, but good appears as the sum total of all God's other attributes. God's kindness, therefore, is good. God's truthfulness, therefore, is good. God's wisdom, therefore, is good. God's justice is, therefore, good. Therefore, we cannot separate what is good from God, as God alone is good. Therefore, good can only be fully understood by knowing God and seeing life from God's perspective. But is knowing enough? Did I not know that God was good? Yeah, I, I knew the songs and I knew the verses. But it wasn't enough in the circumstances that I was in. Asaph, a Levite, so clearly someone else who knows a thing or two about God, was also a musician, another artist, under David, who was also a great artist and a man who knew God really well. This guy Asaph, he composes a psalm, Psalm 73, in this psalm, he struggles, like I was, with God's good. Psalm 73 starts like this. Surely God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet came close to stumbling my steps had almost 
slipped. Like me, Asaph is struggling with his belief or his theology of God's good. Surely God is good to Israel. Can you hear our shared tension? Surely God is good to Israel. I will not say that God is not good. To those who are pure in heart, had God not given me direction and had I not had a measure of success, but for me, it wasn't working out. For Asaph, his story goes a little like this. For I was, in verse 3, envious of the arrogant as I saw the prosperity of the wicked. Because God was good to Israel, because God was good to me, wouldn't God's blessings just continuously just kind of pour out to those who are righteous and pure in heart without difficulties or struggles? Weren't difficulties and struggles to be expected by the unrighteous? Those who don't know God? Yet they seem to prosper, Asaph laments. So good for Asaph and for me probably as well, was defined as the absence of pain, difficulties, trouble, sorrow, ill health and lack of money to publish books. <laughs> but that, is that really, is it really what God's good is? The presence of physical prosperity and material stuff. Asaph continues, verse 17, until I came into the sanctuary of God, then I perceived their end. Surely you set them in slippery places. You cast them down to destruction. How they are destroyed in a moment. They are utterly swept away by sudden terrors. Like a dream when one awakens. O oh Lord, when aroused, you will despise their form. Until I came into the sanctuary of God. Until I came into the place where the presence of God was near. This was Asaph's experience. The presence of God near daily as he went about his work tending to the temple. Suddenly he understood that for him... He had the assurance of a victorious, eternal end. But unfortunately for those that choose to live outside of God's presence, a destruction awaits them. For Asaph, as he stood in the presence of God, he saw that having stuff wasn't the real good. 
because most of the time our stuff just leads us away or distracts us from the presence of God. Having God near is the real good. And so things that help us to draw near to God are really working for our good. Even when they're painful, lead to surgery and non-published books. Verse 27. Whom have I in heaven but you? And beside you, I desire nothing on earth. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you will perish. You have destroyed all those who are unfaithful to you. But as for me, the nearness of God is my good. I have made the Lord God my refuge that I may tell of all your works. God's good is the nearness of God because all, because like we saw back in Genesis 1, God is good. And when God is near, the presence of good is near and the goodness of God is the sum total of all God's other attributes. So God's truthfulness is good and God's wisdom is good and God's kindness, it's good. His justice is good. God's patience is good. God's generosity is good and they all are working together for my good. In Psalms 23, 6, we read, Surely your goodness and your love will follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. So this year, for us as a family, we've had a few interesting challenges already. And I found myself praying the other day these words. God is here with me. And if God is here with me, Good is here. So I don't need to be afraid. Because all this will be working for my good. I had to kind of smile at myself. <laughs> what a different prayer from the one I had prayed all those years ago. Can you hear the comfort? the confidence, 
the trust, the rest in those words. God is here with me. And if God is here with me, then good is here. So I don't need to be afraid. Because all of this will be working for my good. Because I now saw this. I now live surrounded by all of God's good. And God relates to me through his nearness. So the nearness of God means good is here. Because God is good and God is here. My definition is no longer defined by my circumstances or how things look or what I have or don't have. My definition My definition is that the presence of God is near. Therefore good is here. So now I only have one more thing left to consider. How now do I relate to those around me every day? I mean, is the nearness of Tony good for them? (laughs) Is the nearness of Tony good for them? despite their circumstances or what they have or don't have, is the nearness of Tony good for them? Is my patience good for them? Is my truthfulness good for them? Is my acts of justice good for them? Is it good for people to have Tony around? Do you know God's good? If you know this God, good is here. But if you don't, or if you have some questions, then we'd like to invite you to consider coming to know God's good. So after the service, we'll have some people available down the front if you need prayer or if you'd like to ask some questions. We can also tonight, if you want to get in touch with someone at the welcome desk, we can put you in touch with our Alpha team. I know that they would just love to support you as you go forward and build your theology of God's good. Can I pray for you tonight?
Let's pray. God, you are here. And so tonight we sit in the presence of your good. Help us right now in that knowledge. Help us to bring our circumstances into the light of your good. Help us to know your nearness and that you are working to bring all things together for our good. I pray this in Jesus' name.